Good morning everyone, it's great to be with you again this morning. My name's Phil, I'm part of the um, leadership team at Jubilee and we're carrying on our series looking at the book of Philippians written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi and we're in chapter 2. So if you've got your Bible, please turn with me to Philippians 2 and we're just going to be reading from verses 9 to 11 and it says this. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Great words. And um, it starts with a therefore. So because it starts with a therefore, we've got to go back and see what the therefore means. A therefore, um, for, for that reason, um, for consequently. So why did, why did God exalt Jesus? Why was, why was his name given to be every other name? When we read in Philippians 2 that being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. The sacrifice and humility of Jesus is the reason we love him and we worship him. I follow Jesus not because I'm interested in, I was interested in becoming part of a, a religion. Religion doesn't interest me. But when I looked at the person of Jesus, when I, when I saw his life, when I saw that humility and that strength and, and love and power, it just drew me. And um, that's why we worship Jesus, because he's just amazing. It's not because we're, we're caught up in some dead religion. Jesus went from heaven's glory, from, from the worship of angels to with, with community with God the Father and the Holy Spirit to earth where he experienced poverty, born in a, a pooey stable in Bethlehem, being betrayed and rejected, being tortured, separated and eventually death. Jesus went through all that but that wasn't the end of the story. He overcame and God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every other name. And the name Jesus means the Lord saves, Yeshua, or even Joshua. It means the Lord saves, the Lord is salvation. So for Joshua and Joshua out there, your name means the Lord saves, the Lord is salvation. I'm sure you knew that. But what a great name. So the name of Jesus is, is amazing and there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is no other name under heaven by which man can be saved except the name of Jesus. You know, one day we're going to pass and go into um, the next life. And, um, you know, we're going to be judged for all the things that we've done. And there is only one name that can save you when you get to that place. And everybody's going to be there. And if you've got Jesus, then you will be saved. But if you don't have Jesus, you won't be saved. And so there is no other name. It's just the name of Jesus. He's the only one that has laid down his life for us. All the other religions and ideologies of this world say, do it this way, do it that way, and you might get there. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is the only way. But the name Jesus is not magic. Um, just by tagging Jesus on the end of um, any random prayer or 
or just using the name of Jesus carelessly does not um, mean that you're wielding great power. It's out of our relationship that we have with Jesus where the power comes. It's out of our um, relationship and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, who is the, is the Spirit of Jesus, that gives us the power to um, proclaim him and to um, break strongholds in our lives and over other people's lives and to um, cast out demons. There's a great story in Acts um, 19 verses 11 to 20, and I'm going to read it for you. It's about um, some guys who tried to use the name of Jesus without actually knowing Jesus. Um, so yeah, Acts um, 19, 11 to 20. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs of aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of Jesus over the evil spirits, saying, I adjure you to, by the name of Jesus, who Paul proclaims, come out of him. Seven sons of, of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this, but the evil spirits answered, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognise, but who are you? And then the spirits beat them and stripped them naked, and, and you know they got a real kicking because they were trying to wield... Um, the name of Jesus without actually knowing him. When we know him and we're filled with his spirit, there is power. And in the future, Jesus again, is his name is above every other name. We see in Revelation 5, this great um, contrast. I'm just going to read it to you. It's the scroll and the lamb. Revelation 5, it says this. And then I saw at the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll. And writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven and on earth and under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. You see that again? On earth, in heaven, on earth and under the earth. Just like in the passage we've been reading in, in Philippians. You know, Jesus' um, name is above every other name in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And here we see um, at the end of time, when, when, the, when everything's been wrapped up, we see again this scroll. Who's going to open the scroll? And no one was found that could open the scroll in heaven, on earth, and under the earth could look inside it. So I wept. This is John writing. I wept and wept because no one was found to be worthy. No one was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. And then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See the lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then I saw a lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the centre of the throne, encircled by the following creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and he took the right scroll from the hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. 
because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language and nation. You have been made to be a kingdom and priests to serve God and they will reign on earth. You see the humility that Jesus came as a lamb, like a lamb led to the slaughter. He came in humility. He came in humility and laid down his life. Even and and his humility um, in the in the face of suffering, his humility that he had such power, yet he was he was so humble that he would lay down his life for us. In the garden, when he was preparing to go to the cross, it says that he sweated blood. He was getting the disciples to pray for him. And uh, he didn't want to, he didn't want to go. You know, there was part of him that was just struggling with it. But he prayed a prayer, doesn't he? And he says, not my will, but your will be done. He surrendered and bowed his knee as we are called to bow our knee to Jesus. He surrendered to God in prayer. At any point in the beating and the, the flogging and the crucifixion, Jesus could have destroyed everybody around him. He's powerful. But in humility, he laid down his life like a lamb. And therefore, God has exalted him. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Our problem and our challenge is to be in a place where we only bow to Jesus and we we bring our whole life under the Lordship of Christ and that's not an easy thing to do you know we're doing it bit by bit little by little we're we're, we're starting to we're on a journey of, of, of bowing and um, our knee and our lives being transformed by Christ we need to bow in every situation when you want to give in to temptation and you're tempted Bow the knee. When you feel depressed and under pressure in life, bow your knee. When you get angry and you want to stay angry, bow your knee. When you struggle with your thought life and things of the past, bow your knee to Jesus. And as we submit to Christ, he comes in and his name is, is powerful and heals. And we've seen it. We've seen it so much in Jubilee. Love Jubilee Church. The fact that we're seeing people around us um, bowing the knee to Christ and their lives being transformed, people's addictions being broken, people's pasts being healed in the name of Jesus. We've got some victories, we've got some losses, but we just keep on pressing on and bowing the knee to Jesus. Romans 10.9 says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's great news. We either bow to Jesus in this life or we will be made to bow to him in the next. But we will bow. Maybe you're sat there today and you've never made a decision to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. You've never received Jesus and you've never asked him to come and be part of your life. And maybe you're just feeling at this moment that you would like to do that. That you feel like there's something happening and you'd like to give your life to Jesus right now.
then uh, and, and you know what you you can honestly say that you don't know him you don't know where you're going in life you don't know where you're going to go when you die you feel a bit lost and and a lost person is, is somebody who's not knowing where you are or where you're going but jesus says that um he is the way the truth and the life and he wants to come and rescue you he wants to come and make you new and, and make you whole god loves us but our wrongdoing has separated us from God. Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for that wrongdoing. And if we turn away from our wrongdoing and say sorry to him, we can be made new and we can receive a new life and start again. So I'm gonna say a really simple prayer um, and I'm gonna use three phrases. Thank you, sorry, and please. If you wanna receive Jesus right now, you can say this prayer with me. So just. And where you are, just close your eyes and just repeat these words after me. Thank you. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to die on a cross for me and for loving me completely. Sorry. Sorry for all the things that I have done wrong that have hurt you and other people. I turn away from them now. And please, please forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you now. Please help me to follow you all the days of my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please get in touch with somebody at Jubilee. It's been great to spend time with you this morning and look forward to seeing some of you very, very soon. God bless you. Bye.